The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and today we have an exciting topic For most of us, at the end of the year, we start thinking about where are we in our career? What's going on? What do we want to be different in 2017? And for some of us, that is a career transition. Now, our guest today, Sophia Marshall, is an educator and change agent. She is a career professional, and she is an author and contributor to such resources like the Career Planning and Adult Development Journal and Modernize Your Resume, as well as being a credentialed board certified coach. So if you're thinking about making a career transition, you came to the right place because Sophia and I are going to be talking about some practical tips for you to make that career transition a little smoother. So Sophia, thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Yes, so interesting in your initial emails back and forth to me, you shared that many people spend more time planning a summer vacation than their career, and I think, unfortunately, a lot of times that's true. Yeah, it is, it is. I found that to be true when I um, used to do teaching for military to civilian transition, and it, it always seemed to be the case, I would ask, you know, who knows where they're going on for their summer vacation? Everybody raised their hand. Who knows what they want to do after the military? No one would know. And the thing about it is they wouldn't even know where to start. So, I mean, I think the whole idea of transition is just very, very, very difficult for some people to talk about. Yes, and tell us a little bit more about your experiences there. What do you see that makes career transition so difficult for people? I think the biggest thing is feeling like you have to let go of one thing in order to go to something else. And with thinking about letting go of the one thing to go to something else, you're not even really sure if what you want to do is something that's going to work out for you. So I think it's the idea of a whole doing a whole complete change and they think that they just have to put away what they've done in the past. They can't utilize any of it. They feel a lot of times that they're throwing away a big part of their lives. They think about all the things you've learned, acquired, and honed over the years. They think it's no longer relevant, but I would say that's probably the furthest from the truth that you could ever be. 
Yeah, and I often see people and they kind of look like the deer in the headlights and I um, create the metaphor that it's like they're standing at the edge of a cliff and they feel like they have to jump off and that's the only option and that's scary. Yes, definitely is, definitely is. I think it is very scary, but if we can just talk to them about taking what they've done and reframe it to something else, reframe it to maybe that thing that they want to do, it'll help to make it a little bit more palatable for them. I mean, there's always a way to make what someone's done fit into a new position or a new career path. It just deals with, you know, looking at your skills in a different way, transferable skills. So when you are working with folks and they're struggling in their transition, a lot of times, hopefully they have some time to plan, right? So if people are listening to this and and they're thinking about making a transition, what can they do now to prepare themselves for career transition? Well, definitely that key word there is to prepare. Definitely prepare, start preparing now. It, it always helps to be mentally ready because the transition may not be here today, it may not be here tomorrow, but eventually it will come because we all know that we live in a society now where you don't necessarily stay in a job for five to ten years. So I would say probably one of the biggest things for me, um, I'm a realist. You must recognize that you're in an organization and if you stop being a part of the vision of that organization, you don't feel like you're part of that fabric anymore, then it's time to kind of start moving on and think about what you want to do. The very first thing I also would say is to review your job description very thoroughly. I like to say exploit that job description. Make sure that you've done every single thing in it because you want to try and store up as many transferable skills as necessary for when you get ready to go on to that next career because you don't know what you might need. And then finally, this is probably one of my favorite pieces of advice on this um, section here, is talking about a source document. And with the source document, I often like to refer to that kind of as a, a book of me. It's a notebook where... A person in transition can sit down and go through a running list of everything that they've done in their career, all of their accomplishments, all of their job duties, anything about that career. That way they have it in one place, and that will really help them to be able to kind of look it over and think about, you know, what are some of the commonalities here? What are the things that I've always liked to do? And it probably, chances are, those are the things that you're looking to transition into, So that's a really good document to help them along their way. Yeah, and I like that because it's not just a, you know, sometimes people talk about a master resume and the idea of that always kind of scares me because a resume is a marketing tool, but what you're talking about is the book of me where you're really looking at what you've enjoyed doing, really getting clear about what you have done, gathering all the data so that then you can use that in your marketing materials. 
Absolutely. Yes, yes. I, I agree with you. The idea of a master resume, that kind of, that scares me as well. It really does because it definitely should be targeted to specifically what they're going for. But it, I understand as well that that's, that's difficult for many people to digest, but I, don't, I really don't see any other way to do it properly. Well, and it's something that people could start gathering now just to start creating that book of the things that they've done, maybe even recommendations or kudos mm-hmm. that they've gotten, you know, from their bosses, whether that's in a formal setting or even just via email to collect all of those things and have them ready to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's also, you know, the book of me also serves as a way to boost confidence because transition is not easy. And for many people, especially I'll say, I guess, speaking to my military to civilian transitioners, it can take a while to find a job. So it's always nice to be able to go back and read the good things that you've done in your career to just to boost your confidence when, you know, it's necessary. And I've talked to so many job seekers who will say things, you know, that indicate they they have a low level of confidence or they'll say, you know, well, I don't have quantifiables or whatever it might be. And when you can't prove to yourself that you have value, you're going to have a hard time proving it to anyone else. And so this idea, collecting all of their, their wins or whatever you might want to call them, it's a great way for them to build up themselves and realize the value that they do have so that then they can communicate that to someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a great place for, to find talking points. So what other things might they do to start preparing for a transition? I think another good thing is if they are, are willing to, to to think about taking an assessment. Um, okay. With, yeah, with an assessment, I mean, it doesn't have to be, it, it could be something that you pay for, but there are also ones, plenty of resources for some that are free as well. But with an assessment, sometimes it's time to get, it. it's a good way to get a validation of mm-hmm. what you think or what you were thinking. It kind of validates your way of thinking. So, I mean, that can be very, very, very useful with encouraging people to kind of take that next step in addition to telling you what those steps might be, where to go, you know, um, who perhaps you could talk to and, you know, maybe some companies and things like that you could look at. I've had many clients that I've worked with that have been very successful with changing careers after using assessments. Yeah, and it gives you some language, perhaps, about yourself. It doesn't have to be, as you said, it doesn't have to be paid. It doesn't even have to be a, um, it doesn't even have to be that statistically valid. It, if you're doing it right. simply for the, the external perspective, get some language, find some thing, new things that you might say about yourself. And, of course, when you get those assessment results, you're, internalizing those and deciding which ones fit for you how do you want to communicate your story around those areas 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, interesting on the other side of that, too, that sometimes they may come out to be completely opposite. And then the individual says, no, nah, that's, that's just not my thing. And they wind up staying in the same career. So, I mean, it, it can go either way. But I do think they're a very good tool. And I think, unfortunately, within career transition, they're not utilized as much as they should be. Yes, and it, I think what I've seen, and maybe you have too, in job seekers is that they'll take assessments that they can do on the web or even in books, and they've, I've had people come in, and they've done all these self-help exercises and taken all these assessments, and they're kind of floating in a, a mess of self-knowledge but not able to put that together or figure out how it fits into the marketplace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably and like so analysis place. paralysis? Yes. <laughs> and that's definitely a place where, where you can help them out as a career professional, right? Right, right. Definitely that. Definitely that. I mean, it all starts from just, you know, recognizing that all the options are there. And, yes, they're all there, but they may not all necessarily be for you. Have to break down, you know, what are the things that really get them excited and, you know, perhaps that's, that's usually the path that people take is something that they get really, really, really excited about. And that's kind of where assessments can come in. Perfect. Well, we are going to take a short break. We'll come back and continue talking with Sophia about how you can make career transition manageable and start putting together a plan for yourself. We'll go through some, some questions that you should ask for yourself and how you can start putting that down on paper as you look to make a career change. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Do you realize that the root of your challenges lie within you? It's time to find out more about coaching and how it can help both you and your business. Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves will help you gain a deeper level of self-awareness to find the answers inside yourself. Our guests are business professionals just like you who agree to a coaching session on our radio program. Tune into Coaching for Real live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. If you are an investor in gold or mining, or if you are thinking of investing, you won't want to miss the Mining Stock Report with Christopher Haugen. When investing in precious metals or mining, there are risks, as with any investment. But there stands to be some great rewards if you know what to look for. That's where we come in with mining experts, CEOs, geologists, and more. 
The Mining Stock Report airs every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Sophia Marshall, career expert, educator, and change agent, about making a career transition. And Sophia, so far we've talked about the kind of fear that paralyzes people. They're worried about stepping into an abyss, maybe afraid that what they're doing right now isn't going to help them in what they want to do. Or sometimes I find people are feeling like they have to make a complete change to be happy. And instead you've talked about some steps that they can take, taking assessments, really compiling all of the things that they've done so they realize what can transfer from where they are to where they want to be. There are some concrete things here that we've talked about that that people can do when they're thinking about making a transition. So thank you for that. Sure, sure. So why are people reluctant to think about career change why are they not ready to move forward in a different direction? I think with that, it's just, I mean, psychology, just a part of human nature. We don't like to deal with anything in conflict or any type of a conflicting view. Um, And if we do, then usually a lot of times we kind of tackle it in the wrong way. So, I mean, for example, let's think about a few of these words and phrases here. Someone says going against the grain or swimming upstream, skeptic, differing, opposed. All of those words, words like that, kind of seem to have negative connotations. And if you think about that, somebody who is in career change, career transition, they're kind of in conflict as well. So I think we've made it into such this big negative and scary thing. A lot of times, yeah, a lot of times, I mean, I think we're often told that things have to stay as like status quo and you just have to kind of keep, just move on. But for many people, that's just not possible. They really just feel that they need to make a change and, you know, that's just the way it is. Well, and we get scared about some of the specifics, right? How can I make enough money? Will I have to take a step back? We automatically start kind of going through the the what-ifs. Right, right. And usually, I mean, the thing about that is if people, if, if you just take the time to honestly think about it, assess the skills, but also, and I would say a good thing to put as part of your book of me, 
transferable skills. You know, try to go out and outline all of the transferable skills that you have. You'll be able to see how if, let's say, I don't know, a, a career, a computer technician who wants to become um, a teacher, okay, you'll, using those transferable skills, you'll be able to see kind of how you can marry those two things together and make a career change. Yeah, and really look at what what skills is the future job looking for, and sometimes getting specific can help people kind of crosswalk backwards. Okay, being teacher, they're looking for these things. When have I done those in my past? Of course, that's once you've made a decision, you can crosswalk backwards. And what you're talking about in the book of me is a little bit more of a open brainstorming where we're just talking about all the skills that we like to use. And right. and then we can figure out where those fit in later. Right, right. Yeah, because I think the book of me definitely, if throughout the career, I think we all have themes. And eventually that book of me, it's going to show every single entry that you've done for all your jobs. There's going to be some things that are going to wind up being the same. And it's usually that part where people like to transition or they want to use that particular skill a little bit more. And that's where that can help you. Yes, those skills that over and over you enjoyed using, those are a great place to start. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when we look at what our book of me says, and then perhaps we do some assessments and we or do some activities and start to figure out what we might want to do in the future, then we can start to put those two pieces together. What do you recommend with for people as they start to kind of put those two pieces together and maybe do some research to make sure that those are the the best fit for them. Right, right. I think the very first thing is to tap into your network and to see, well, you may want to get an opinion as well of other people, people who know you, and to see what they might think about your career change or some, or what you want to do. After you've done that, then reaching out to your network and seeing if anyone can go ahead and give you an informational interview, somebody who's doing the job that you want to do or has already made the transition that you want to make because that's always useful to find out what they thought or, you know, maybe some of the mistakes that they've made in the past, things that you might want to avoid, things that you can do. And, of course, they're just there for resources, and I mean, with a career transition, as many resources that you can get, I would say it's better. Yeah, and it starts to build your network or reconnect your network as you're as you're doing these research conversations and learning more about what people have done. Right, definitely. That's that's all important to do. People always you don't think about the contacts that you make now, today, as maybe being valuable tomorrow if you already have a job. But I think now with our um, 
uh, community changing a little bit more to be more freelancers. Um, I guess beginning of the show, you talked about free agents, that type of thing. Everybody that you come in contact with is a networking, you know, a contact, somebody who can help you. So definitely utilizing those. You never know who they know that can help you and that can give you resources. Yes, and this is a great opportunity to make that connection because you're really focused on research, you're focused on a conversation, you're not focused on a job, so it gives them an opportunity to help you. Right, that is right. And as you've said, to start with your own network, you know, it can be fun to reach out and find someone new. But if you're nervous about that, it's it's okay to just start with the people that you already know and ask them who they might know that, that does what you think you might want to do. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of times that's where I do find people start because they don't, many people are nervous about approaching someone asking for an informational interview. They even wonder if people, if somebody, they're going to get ignored. And I mean, we all don't, like I talked about earlier, no one likes the negative part of anything. But you have to try in order to know if if something is feasible or not. You do have to try. Yes. And if you start with what's most comfortable, and for some people, the most comfortable is the stranger. For some people, the most comfortable is the... the, uh, is the person you already know. So start with what's most comfortable and just see where it goes, right? Yep, that's right. That's what I would so do. So how <laughs> can a resume help someone with their career change? I think the entire process of getting a resume done, rather, you know, people who've done it once, are usually the people who wind up coming back again and again because they know that it ultimately will wind up boosting your confidence throughout the job search process. And, you know, there's a few reasons why. I think, first of all, the resume gives you, you know, another view of yourself and your skills. It goes right into identifying your um, skills, abilities, And it actually diagrams them in a way that you may never have thought of. You may never have thought of putting um, keywords in a certain area or, you know, listing a technology profile, different things. It just, it kind of gets, it gives you a different way of seeing yourself. It also can help you with, you know, different key points for presenting yourself to others, especially if you are networking with employers, colleagues, or wherever you are. Those are main points you can use to talk about yourself. They come right from the professionally done resume because, again, you have something that's done, you know, in a way to show you in your best light. So that's why I really think a a resume can help with boosting someone's confidence for a career change. Yeah, it builds a picture of you in your future career, and then you can see how the pieces all come together. It's one of the reasons that I love to do a resume for my career change clients is that then they can visualize and see in black and white how they will fit into the new job. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think another thing, too, I've seen is that it kind of, 
it jolts them out of their traditional way of thinking. You know, it makes them, I, I've often heard clients say, wow, I did that, you know, after actually reviewing their resumes. And I said, yes, yes, you did. So definitely it, it's a good process to do, I think, just to kind of go through the process, see what you have to offer, and then, you know, makes it much easier to talk about it to recruiter, employer, to help you get your next position. Perfect. Well, Sophia, can you share with people how they can get in contact with you if they're interested in learning more about how you help folks with career transition? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So um, basically, go to my website, and it's uh, www.mesheet.com. Mesheet is an M-E-S-H-E-E-T. I like to say your resume is your Mesheet. Wow, I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Well, Sophia, thank you so much. I'm I'm hoping that folks will take this time in the holidays. And I know a lot of us in our business take the time to do some business planning. So if people are in their career, in their career and thinking about transition, you've given them some, some great things to think about to plan for their career transition over this holiday season in the U.S. and the change of the, the year globally. So Thank you so much, and we are going to say goodbye to Sophia, but if you're here listening, feel free to stay, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper and give you some more steps to take based on the great information that Sophia has shared. So we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking with Sophia Marshall about career transition and making a plan if you're thinking about a career transition. How can you start building the foundation today, putting things together so that when you get to the point that you're ready for a career transition or, you know, if things don't don't go your way and make it laid off or have some kind of a transition you weren't expecting, how can you be ready? And, of course, we all know that with the beginning of the new year, businesses are thinking about different goals that they have and ways to get there. And you can be, too, be taking control of your career, which is why we're here to help you do that. So I want to break this down into three phases, and I am going to call them lights, camera, action. So lights is the mindset. Think of that light bulb, you know, above the little cartoon guy's head, that light bulb of how you are going to envision your transition. And no, we're not talking, you know, wooey wooey here. I'm, I'm talking action is really based on your ability to see where you're going. And so this starts with that mindset that Sophia was talking about, that we have to figure out a way to visualize change in a way that our our mind can handle it. A lot of times when we think about making a change or when we are faced with having to make a career change, we kind of go on overload because it seems so big and just unfathomable, something that we can't handle. So we have to take control of that mindset, first thing, and paint a picture that we can live with, paint a picture that makes sense to us. And we're all going to have a different way of doing that. Here are a few ideas, and you can pick the ones that work for you. So first to think about, that it isn't you standing at the edge of the cliff jumping off. There's a lot of different ways that you can achieve career change that aren't jumping into an abyss and hoping that you'll bounce off of something and magically back to where you want to be. Different mindset, different picture you can can put into your brain here. So my favorite one is that you're going to build a bridge. So instead of standing on the edge of that cliff and, and looking over at something hugely far away, how can you build a bridge to get to where you want to go? Even if you're looking at making a significant transition from being an accountant to being a nonprofit director or from being a corporate marketing person and now you want to go out on your own and do a business no matter what the transition is and know how no matter how big it feels we can build a bridge using some of the elements that Sophia talked about and we'll go through here in just a second 
The other is to change your picture, your definition of career change. To be happy or more fulfilled or to make more money, to do whatever it is that you need out of your career that you're not getting where you are now doesn't have to mean a huge change. So really honing in on what is it that you're needing in your career right now. And, and Sophia talked about assessments and one of the activities that you might do, it's not necessarily an assessment, but you could look at your career values. So career values aren't like, what do you value, your morals? Career values are what are you looking for out of work? And they change more frequently than any other piece of our career puzzle. So you think about when you were just starting out in your career, what did you need? Maybe you needed money. Maybe you needed the opportunities to grow. And so you took a position just because you thought you'd have opportunities to advance. And then perhaps you had kids and you needed a job that was more flexible. And now maybe your kids have gone away. And so you're looking for a job where you can really contribute to your retirement. You need to make good money. Or maybe you're looking for that ever-elusive, meaningful or purposeful work now that you're towards the end of your career. All of those scenarios are, are work values, career values in motion. They're things that change. What we want out of work changes. So that's where I would start. What is it that you are needing that you're not getting? What do you need more of? What isn't working for you where you are now? Is it that you want to use a skill set more? Is it that you are looking to make more money? Is it that you want to work for an organization where you feel like you're contributing to something that's larger than yourself? What is it that isn't working? Then, if you want to get more granular about your career change and not have it be such a huge obstacle, think about how you could change that one thing that needs changed the most, whether it's the type of organization or that you'd like to use a different skill set more. Focus in on that one thing that you'd like to change and make a small step in that direction. So keep doing what you're doing before a different organization so that you can take a step towards that purposeful work or working for an organization that has a, a larger purpose. If you want to do something different, a different skill set you'd like to use more of, as Sophia was talking about, thinking about how you can build on what you've already done. So that's the mindset piece. Then we move into kind of the camera. And the camera is a technical instrument, right? It's the technology that makes the motion picture work. And so we've thought about our mindset, the lights, now we're going to think about the tech technical pieces of it. And that would be the book of me that Sophia was talking about, this idea that you can put together all of the details of your work history. And from those details, start to build a picture of how you can move forward. So 
a great activity to do is go through all of your work experiences, the major ones, if you've had a, a lot, go through the, the most significant. And what did you like about that job? What skills did you use on a daily basis? Did you like using those skills? And then maybe a more esoteric what you liked about the job. What didn't you like about the job? What tasks didn't you like doing? As well as bigger picture, what things didn't work for you about the work environment, your co- colleagues, coworkers, etc. On a scale of one to 10, one being absolute worst job ever, hated it, and 10 being loved it, skipped to work every day. How would you rate that job? And then what from that job could you see yourself doing as you move forward? So that might be looking at those loved this, hated that. What could you see yourself doing as you move forward with that job or with your career? What from that job would you take with you? And if you do that for each of your work experiences, as Sophia said, you start to get a theme. Then you dig a level deeper and also talk about accomplishments or ways that you added value in each of those positions. What stands out to you? When did you have a project? When did you make an impact? How did you solve problems? If there are specifics that come to mind for each of those experiences, you can also jot those down. And you'll start to see a nice picture and get together all of the data that you need to make your career change work. Of course, this activity in and of itself, as Sophia mentioned, starts to make an impact on your mindset. When you see the things that you've done, when you see the skill sets in a way that takes them away from where they happened and own them for the skill themselves, when you really look at what did you like doing, what didn't you like doing, then you start to work yourself into an area where you could translate or transfer those skills from that job where you did them into the new job that you might want to do in the future. And you start to build this picture of your work history that's just more rich. Uh, What did you do? What did you accomplish what value have you added throughout your career and then also to really reflect on those things that you enjoy a lot of times we look down on the idea that we can focus and do what we like to do that sounds like a luxury and when we start to build a picture of what we have enjoyed in the past what we see is that actually we could build on those things And of course, a job is going to require some things that we don't enjoy. But if we can really focus in on the things that we do enjoy, we can move those things forward to a new position, to a new role. And that's all we're talking about doing. Getting specific about the things that you enjoy doing, focusing in on those so that you can move them forward into a role that you you will enjoy. And when we put those together with the mindset piece or the values, what are you looking for out of work? We can start to build a picture of what type of work is going to work for you in the future. 
balancing those two things, what you need out of work and how you can do work that you enjoy. Because we know that if you don't enjoy what you do, it probably won't give you any of the other things that you're looking for out of work. You don't make as much money. You don't enjoy who you work with. It's hard to be good at work and therefore to be successful when you really don't like what you do. So we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will look at the last piece here, action. What can you do once you have your mindset and your your technical details all combined? How can you start taking action to do what you want to do in your career? We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking about career transition And if you're thinking about making a change, whether it's a career change or just a job change in 2017, these are some factors for you to consider. Again, that mindset, what is it that you're looking for out of the new job? What is it that you're not getting? 
If you don't get clear on that, you know, you might just end up jumping out of the frying pan into the fire when we run away from a problem on a job, let's say for a boss we don't get along with or or it's a job where we just don't feel like we're we're getting what we need if we don't take some time to examine that we may end up not getting what we're really looking for when we make that transition then we talk about getting to the details and really looking at what we have enjoyed in each job the skills that we've used so that we can take those and move them forward if we don't understand what we've done, if we don't understand how to add value, if we don't understand how we have added value in the past, we're going to have a hard time communicating to our future employer and connecting the dots from where we are to where we want to go. And you'll hear a lot of career professionals and Sophia use the term transferable skills and that's a kind of common nomenclature in the career world but not always understood well by the folks on the other end when we're really saying that yes you're looking at the skills that you've used in the past that apply to the job in the future but that doesn't mean all of the fluff that we typically tend to think of when we say transferable skills So excellent communicator, hard worker, none of those things really matter to the person on the other end because they're hearing them from a single candidate. And we need to differentiate ourselves. So we're thinking about how can we take more hard skills or be concrete about those skills that we're going to move from the jobs that we've done to the job that we want to do in the future. And we can only do that if we've done a good inventory of what we have done in the past. And then as we start to figure out what we want to do in the future, we can get really concrete by saying these are the job types and titles and duties that are required in that future. And so I'm going to pick out how can I demonstrate that I've done those in the past with really concrete examples as much as possible. Then with all of those with all of those details, I can put together my action plan. So starting to take some action. Actions can range pretty widely depending on where you're at in the career transition process. So early on actions as Sophia was talking about might be to take an assessment and to help and get some external input into what my skills are or what my interests are. Most assessments are going to look more at interests or um, interests and personality. The Myers-Briggs is a personality assessment, the strong interest inventory interests assessment. There are some things that will look at your abilities for an experienced job seeker that may or may not be that helpful. You probably know what you're good at and what you're not. You can do activities as we've talked about in terms of activities that help you define what you've done in jobs. Actually, you could do some kind of skills 
activity or look at uh, skills and the jobs that you're interested in. And, and that can help you figure out what those skills are that you want to use moving forward. So that's in the exploration phase, some actions that you might take if that's where you are. Actions that you could take if you are thinking about specific things that you're interested in, specific types of jobs. Sophia talked about that informational interview. I tend to call that a career research conversation. Informational interview can put some people off because they don't understand what you're trying to say. And they think that you're asking about an, an interview. And so you might use more common language. I'd like to talk with you about what you do. I'm researching some career options. The idea of it is an informational interview in terms of what career professionals say, but I would not necessarily encourage you to use that language when you're asking people. As Sophia recommended, start with those people that you already know and ask them what they who they know that does what you think you want to do, the types of jobs you want to do, or ask them if there are, if they have thoughts around what you're thinking about doing. That can be a little bit of a open door to an onslaught of advice, but if you're ready for it, you can go ahead and ask. Then actions that you can take once you've made a decision about what career options you are going to go for, you start building your resume. Now you've gone through the process of building that book of me, so you have details that you can put into the resume that are relevant to where you want to go. And I would recommend that you wait until you've made your career decision are fairly solid about where you want to go before you dive into the resume because the resume is going to be easiest to put together when you have concrete ideas about what the audience will look like for that document. Then you know which experiences to highlight, which accomplishments you want to share from your big book of me, and you're building a resume that is focused on presenting your best case for that job that you're aiming for or type of job that you're aiming for. Of course, now that you've done all the research and during the process of doing your research around career transition, hopefully you've been keeping track of companies and people that are in your network or in your purview that are related to where you want to go now that you've made that decision, then you can start building a job search plan around that. Around that. So thinking about making your career change, you have some time perhaps over the holidays when you get to decompress a little bit from work and everyday work activities to let your mind wander and think about the fact that we know career change is a reality at some point for all of us. And so how are you going to prepare for that career change? What small actions could you start taking to explore or to prepare your details so that you're ready when and if the time comes that you want to make that career change and you can be in the driver's seat. And we will have another great show for you to give you more details and resources 
and information that you can use to take control of your career right here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 